0: Hey, hey, what's going on? Your humble correspondent John Ross Marty Sky's coming back at you here today. It is August fifteenth, twenty twenty-three, and I'm coming back to you today to give everybody an update on the Jefferson County Public School debacle. So obviously this is a local is a local deal, but it, it I mean it should matter all around the state, country, whatever, because I'm I'm sure there's other large uh school systems having this issue and we we know there's other large school systems that are that are misallocating resources it's taken away from actually taking care of students across across the board so this, this should i mean this stuff should interest interest everybody so we we heard yesterday that during mart during marty palio's press conference that just Kane will be going back to school and i told y'all there was, there was no way It was absolutely no way that they were going back to school on wednesday there was no way They'll be uh, putting the getting the elementary schools back in session on Friday, and then middle schools and high schools um, back on Monday, if I'm not mis- not misremembering that. I'm almost I'm almost certain. No, I'm sorry. Elementary and middle school students will both return Friday, and then high school students on Monday. So obviously, they're doing this because if they roll it out on Friday, and it's still a cluster F, then they get it automatic two-day delay built in there and uh they're also i guess trying to make sure that they don't put all the kids at risk whenever they when they send them all back for the first time but uh first off i want to hear i want to start out let's just go let's just go listen to you know what was said in one of the one of the news clippings here right after the right after the Press conference yesterday, so give me one second. I'm gonna meet my mic and let you listen to a little, a couple minute little uh, inter- news segment real quick. Hold on.
1: New information obtained by WHAS 11 News today: a letter Dr. Polio emailed to bus drivers over the weekend, sharing short term changes the district is putting into place, and listening to the bus drivers. Isaiah Kim Martinez breaks down the email and is talking to parents and students about what's ahead. One of the many short term solutions proposed by Dr. Marty Polio is having some additional JCPS staffers on board some of the buses with GPS to of course help with directions as well as communication. These will be for some of the buses with the more complicated longest routes. The email, obtained by WHAS 11 News and then confirmed through JCPS, shows direct communication between Superintendent Polio and bus drivers on Saturday, a day after meeting face-to-face. Polio admitting he and his team should have listened when union leadership pointed out holes in the new routing system. He outlined short-term plans the school district will execute, including... One, having additional JCPS staffers drive marked vans to take elementary school students home or back to school when there isn't an adult waiting for them at a stop. Two, this will also apply to take home students on late arrival buses. And finally, Polio also said they'll be reducing the length of routes with the most stops, starting with afternoon runs. Tess Sturgeon, an Atherton High School senior, believes choosing Alpha Route, the company hired by JCPS to optimize bus routes, wasn't the way to go. I think it completely ignores any nuance that uh, a bus driver might need in their bus routes. According to Teamster's Local 783, which represents many JCPS bus drivers, Alpha Route officials are in Louisville as of Saturday. The bus driver union telling me drivers practice routes through the weekend. In the letter, Polio says issues of buses crisscrossing the county instead of being focused on one area of town is a longer-term fix they'll need time to address. And as for JCPS parents and teachers themselves. And it's been stressful. Uh, I thank Dr. Polio for
0: you know standing up as he is. I pray for them daily because of the
1: situation that's going on. They're crossing their fingers, hoping for the smoothest restart whenever it happens. In Louisville, Isaiah Kim Martinez, WHAS 11 on your side. And there you have it, folks.
0: They're crossing their fingers. they're crossing their fingers Holy that me. your kid isn't going, is is uh, going to be put in harm's way um, on Friday and Monday. I'm not sure how, how, how good that makes me feel. So, uh, I think I'd said this on the, on the last show, but I, I, I know I tweeted about it, everything, about one of our Metro Council members kind of went at the, at the bus driver union head and said that like they were, they were out to lunch or something because he was saying that they were going to have to wait go. To, They're going to delay to the end of the week and that uh they didn't need to trust the experts or whatever well obviously i was right about the fact that that, that's ridiculous yeah there are experts that we've learned since COVID that we need to take everything they say with a grain of salt but how about we uh maybe we should pay attention to the ones that are union leaders for people that uh know how to get up up underneath the bus you know up underneath the hood of a car and uh tell you what needs to be done because they take pride in what they're doing and so if the bus drivers are saying there's no damn way we can do these get these routes done maybe they'll learn in the future they they need that they need to listen to that but but there's a lot i want to dig into here in regards to this uh this issue i'm gonna start here with a article from krista johnson in the courier journal says jcbis announces staggered return to classes cancels on wednesday and thursday down towards the bottom of the article first page says polio said the events from Last Wednesday we were unfair to parents and community additionally the district will tempora- temporarily employ about 75 people to ride with drivers on the longest and more challenging routes those new employees will have a new cell phone and GPS to assist the drivers and communicate with schools the district will also employ GC- JCPS vans to retrieve a kindergartner from the- to retrieve a kindergartner from the bus if a parent is not at their bus stop when the bus arrives this is a prevalent issue last week. that caused drivers to turn buses back to schools to drop off the student, causing further delays. Mm. Back up a little bit here. It says, going back to last year's system with all schools operating on just two start times is not an option. Post said it would cause the district to cancel about 20% of its routes additionally extra buses or vans will be at depots to take students home if their bus arrives there too late that will allow other buses to continue their routes without waiting for one or two final buses to arrive bus routes with lots of stops will be shortened parents of elementary and middle school children who need special needs transportation are to get a phone call with their transportation information by wednesday Poe's explanation for last Wednesday's failures included the lack of technology. We'll talk about that in a second. The addition of 5,000 bus stops that were initially part of Alpha Route's busing plan, compounded delays at bus depots, and the lack of accounting for human error in the plan. It's like human error. I think I thought, I thought I think AI did it. I'm wondering if there was, from what I heard, what I'm hearing, and what I'm reading from the bus drivers' union, and just in other in other articles, or whatever. I don't know if there was any human input period for there to be any human error i literally think they took from alpha route which did nothing but click it into like google maps or ways or something and they took that print out and just said here y'all are stupid bus drivers y'all are uneducated and stupid go 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 drive these routes and shut up i think that's, that's literally what i feel like they said that's how i, that's how I feel like it went down we know our long-term solution to our challenges will be to revamp bus routes. However, we need to create a temporary plan to ensure we can return to school safely now. Later this school year, we will ask the Jefferson County Board of Education to forgive as many missed days as possible so our students so don't have to make them up at the end of the academic year, Chase said in its email Monday night. So we're going to talk about all that but before i even get back into the buzzing stuff this last line is something i want to address and i've seen it on other message boards origin and in facebook groups and everything everyone's saying this but it says later this school year we will ask the jefferson county board of education to forgive as many missed days as possible so our students do not have to make them up at the end of the academic year well to paraphrase one of my uh favorite football personalities you know one of the greatest football coaches of all time nick saban coach of university of alabama it is what it is and it takes what it takes. I mean if you for, if you're forgiving instructional time, I mean if they what if they weren't in the classroom and in the classrooms where they learn how to read all you're doing is forgiving them the forgiving them the opportunity to learn how to read. Or you're saying the quiet part out loud that you know you ain't teaching these damn kids to read and write and all that, and that you're just the glorified babysitter. I mean, I just don't understand the forgive days and parents wanting that to happen. I mean, like you want your, you either want your kids educated or you don't. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. All right, so what is JCPS doing to make sure its buses run on time? Let's go through all these, All these. Uh, there's five bullet points, and I got one more that I've added here. But since the district said it is making these short-term changes, JCPS vans and drivers will be available to take elementary students home or to school when an adult is not waiting at a stop. The van will pick up the student at a later stop so the child is under adult supervision all the time. This is a problem on the first day because the district requires a hand-to-hand drop-off. The change will allow drivers to continue their routes without returning to the original school. So let's start there. Our, this may be the most inefficient thing I've ever heard. So if somebody, if they were dropping someone off and there was no parent there for a hand-to-hand drop-off, I'm, I'm glad to hear that they required a hand-to-hand drop-off because that was one of my big concerns. But obviously they don't because people were... Kids were getting dropped off all over the other place in the wrong areas. Even WDRB's Chris Chris Otts heard his seven year old had this happen. But if somebody wasn't there, it sounds like the bus was immediately turning around and taking and going back to the school to drop that kid off and then yeah. going back to the route. If that's what was happening, holy moly, that might that would be that sounds like the stupidest thing possible. But well, Especially once you see what these maps look like on where kids, can, where kids could possibly be going to school based on where they live. Secondly, JCPS fans and drivers will be available to take elementary students home or to school. All right, well, where's all these people coming from? Supposedly, we've got a teacher shortage. We've got a bus driver shortage. Hell, I know at our, at our church, we can't get people to volunteer to, uh, to do Sunday school so where are these people coming from we just like adding more on the teachers or is there people there that we don't know that we just don't know about because they're not putting them in essential essential i hate that word i'll use andy Beshear's word essential positions then who will be in this van with the kid because again they're talking about individual students here they're not talking about we'll wait till we got five kids to put in the van and then they'll come pick them up. They're saying each individual kid, which is, again sounds so hugely inefficient, but like do we really want one adult in a van with one student? With all the craziness we've been seeing coming out, and all the public school systems, and right here at home in Jefferson County, with the that uh, Stoner dude or whatever, him and his brother, among among other among other things that that have came out. Like, do we want to put kids in those type of situations of potential sexual assault and that kind of thing? But also, do we want to put those adults in that situation of false accusations and everything? It just seems very, very, like, short-sighted. Um, next one. An, an extra bus or van will be provided at bus depots to transport students home when, if they arrive late to the depot, So all other depot buses can continue their routes without waiting for one or two final buses to arrive. My first question is, how many? What's the largest number of buses that will come to get this depot and then put kids onto another bus? So if there's, I know they can't consolidate ten buses onto one, but like, if they got ten buses coming in there, and they each have multiple schools they're coming from and then they're going to the depot and then disseminating onto other buses i don't even it doesn't even make sense to me how they would possibly not wait on all the buses to get there because again like if one bus comes there and uh, and that one is left that had would have gotten kids off six buses they're going to six areas different areas of town i mean you're talking about another logistical nightmare and again, where's this extra bus and van coming from and the driver for it? An additional JCPS staff member with a cell phone and GPS will be on buses with the longest, most challenging routes to help with directions and communicate with schools and bus compounds when a bus is excessively late. Okay, so I'm going I'm, I'm to look into this to see what the like state law is around this like devices on buses thing. But... This is something I had a conversation with a teacher about the other day, over the weekend at a birthday party. I think most people think school buses look a certain way inside. You know, anybody who's ever seen a, like one of these new semi-trucks or been on even a, ta- a damn torque bus or something, if you've been in a modern vehicle, I mean, these things, I mean, GPS, and it's like this is all just, this is standard procedure now. I mean, school buses look like they're 1978 F-100. I mean, if you you looked at it, you'd wonder if it had a power steering or not. So, like, there's no screens, no no GPS. Some don't have air conditioning from what what I understand. Drivers literally have, I mean, they literally have pieces of paper in hand or on the dashboard to help document kids and their stops and issues that arise and checklists and, I mean imagine that that going on vacation and printing off a map map quest directions when you literally have in your pocket real-time traffic information a couple years ago i was on vacation or coming off a vacation from uh gulf shores and i was in apple maps i think and i was like i don't know for shits and giggles i decided i was going to put it into uh google google maps as well and google maps gave me another route because I guess it was like a three hour delay in the other one, and I literally got off on the on an exit, keeping me out of that jam that would kept added three hours to my trip. Uh I got off on an exit about I had about two miles until I'd been past that poss- the last possible exit. So like if I'd had a piece of paper from MapQuest, it I it, I absolutely wouldn't have avoided that. So that's just that's just crazy to me. I mean to me it doesn't make any sense with all the money that we're giving JCPS and it's funny they've already they've already made calls for more money, saying they've been underfunded to hundred and four million dollars. Well, you could use hundred four that six hundred nine million you got in COVID money. I don't know what I don't know if you'd spend a damn penny of it on actual things for the students. But at a minimum, there should be like iPads magnetically mounted to the dashboards or something for these so these bus drivers can be getting real time GPS data. But it's like I don't even want. Like, there's literally going to be a teacher behind them holding their iPhone right there. Like, oh, turn left, turn left. Put it on the dashboard for them. What are we we even talking about? This this makes no sense. Got to be able to do that stuff quickly and efficiently. And it's like, nobody considers having GPS on their dashboard, on their big screen in their car, a a distraction. I mean, it gives you voice turn by turn for, for crying out loud. So there's that. Then, uh... at something here so with the longest most challenging routes again we're going to look at some map stuff here in a minute to show you what's how, how long some of these routes are routes with lots of stops will be reduced in length starting with afternoon runs what the hell does that even mean again it is what it is it takes what it takes how do you like you can't reduce in length how far somebody lives from the damn school what are you what are they even talking about i think they're just i just think they're saying the whatever Dumb shit they think that people will listen to, I think. I really think that's what it is. They're just like, okay, this, everybody's so desperate right now that as long as we say something, they're gonna be okay with it. And so they're literally willing to they're just saying anything right now. And then childcare center stops will now be door to door instead of having them walk to an existing stop. So before they were making child care centers bring all their people, all their kids down to the to an existing bus stop, it sounds like that with other children. So they're gonna be reducing bus stops, it sounds like. But now they're talking about adding a bus stop. Where where a bunch of kids will be get will be getting on, and we'll probably stay inside till the bus gets there. Because why would you bring kids outside to sit there and stay on the corner for forty five minutes if you could just wait till it pulls up and then walk outside? But then you got kids. I got to pee. My hands are dirty. I got I got I got to wash my hands. Oh, I pooped. My, you know it's like anybody anybody who's ever tried to get out the house to go to the gym and you've got kids, you know what I'm talking about. And then also, okay, that's, that's, that's the forget, talking about forgiving things. So never mind, we touched on that already. So you all can take what you what you will from all that. I mean, I don't know. I don't think I heard one thing that makes me think there's going to be, that anything's going to be, like, improved. You know, and that's, I guess we got to keep in context here. I guess if they get them home by thirty eight instead of nine fifty eight, that's an improvement. Seven forty-eight instead of nine fifty eight, that's an improvement. There's no there's no way on God's green earth short of Jesus Christ sending some of the saints down here to drive these buses. Some like angels and outfit type stuff. Short of that, there is no way these buses are getting these kids home any sooner than they did the last time. Now Friday it'll seem like it because they ain't gonna have no high schoolers. So that's another reason why they're doing it in a staggered thing, I believe, because they, they this will create a false a false facade that things have gotten better and so many parents because they're so they're so desperate in this situation, will will believe it. And then Monday we'll be right back, right back where we started. So yeah, take you know, take what you will from that. Now, I'd like to talk a little bit here real quick and just read a couple things from uh a couple letters to the editor that the Courier Journal had posted online. And it's so funny to me that like parents have been made out to be the enemy here, and it's trying to they're trying to make it sound like parents are pissed that teachers and bus drivers ain't no damn body mad at either one of them. Like and I don't think the bus drivers think that people are mad at them. I really don't. It's like they've not been Bus drivers were never championed as like the best things at slice bread, anyways. Whereas the teaching profession, you literally, if you say anything negative about a teacher for the last 10 years, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to find out there have been crucif like people being crucified over this, at, over like talking about a teacher, stoned to death, tarred and feathered. So, like, they've gotten so not used to being criticized about anything. Cause it's like so taboo that. And they've always known it's ridiculous so now it's like they're getting all self-defensive and all that i think i really do think that's what's happening we've all we've all been there before defensive about things but like the things people are willing to forgive this board this JPS board for and the issues that no one's willing to no one's willing to like acknowledge and a lot of people just aren't aware so i'm going to try to do that as well on what the what the historical issues here are but this is uh this was from nick Marzan, lives in 4205 he says, I, I, commend JCPS, I commend JCPS and our superintendent's leadership for practicing what we have been taught and have strived to do as educators in this district for decades. Please listen to the, what he says JCPS and the board has been. Being, an, being open-minded and innovative in making our schools, classrooms, and educational and school choice systems more diverse, inclusive, and equitable. Now, from an equitable standpoint, I'll, uh, they certainly have pulled people that were up here down to here, but they ain't pulled anybody from down here up to here. They're still here, and the people at top are now not reading and doing math grade or grade level math at the high, at the highest rate. So I'll give them that diversity inclusivity. As far as those two things are concerned, the only people, the only population, the population that, that they've spent any time thinking about and actually putting anything, trying to do anything, putting anything into place to do what they think is inclusive and diverse, is the lgbtq population. If if they have been uh, sincere in their attempts to make things better for the Black community, they have it has been a massive and utter disgraceful failure. Over the last, you know, 50, since 1975. So almost, you know, 50, for 50 years now. For their risk taking and trying something new for the benefits, for the benefit of our students. And although it did not succeed, we are resilient and we are prepared to do the work to fix it. It's trying something new. I would say that Jason, Jefferson, County School, Jefferson County School Board is the definition of the opposite of that. They've been doing this. They we're the only place left in the United States of America still doing this stupid busing stuff and trying this stupid busing stuff. Yes, they did this little school choice plan here last year, two years ago, whatever. But, like, it's not what y'all think it is. And I, so I'm going to show y'all the two maps on, like, where kids are being bused to. And, like, it's, it, it's not any better. Being principled by taking responsibility and and being accountable, Nikki Nikki Marjan, you're a dumbass. They ain't took responsibility for anything. They literally masked kids for two years up here, and now they're surprised. Oh, and and wasn't teaching them phonics before that, or oh my gosh, what they call that? Phonics and uh, phonibes. They haven't been teach. They, they wouldn't te- even teach them before that. They masked them for two years. Now they have a, le- a below 20% grade level reading percentage in black and brown communities. And all they're doing is blaming funding and stuff. They're not ta- they don't take responsibility for anything. What are you talking about? Communicating direct and calm messaging even when the public has escalated. Again, you're smoking that ganja, girl. I'm just t- I mean Marty polio literally snapped at a chick. At, at two press conferences ago because she asked, were you even at work on Wednesday? And he snapped at her, I'm a dad, and started putting a guilt trip on her. I don't give a damn if you're a dad or not. I'm a dad. I'm a dad of four. You were making the biggest change in the hist in the, in, the, in the last 50 years of history in JCPS. The biggest change that's, that's, that has ever been made. And you were helping putting twin sheets on, the, on your daughter's Dorm room mattress. While wow, there were kids getting dropped off here in places, they have no idea where they're going. Kids getting dropped off, and people having to walk out the Mason restaurant and call and call the police. I don't give a damn if you're if you're a dad or not, bro. It's called you. You have responsibilities. Maybe you could have waited. Could wait and moved her in the next day. Is she back? Is, was she starting school the next day? I don't think you move in the day before. <laughs> and then communicating, direct and call messaging. We still don't know how many bus drivers quit or resigned. We still have no idea. We still have no idea how long or, or how far bef- prior to school starting that they were issued these bus routes and were uh, allowed to uh, examine them. We still don't know exactly how much uh, communication they had with bus drivers and their union representatives. We know it was uh, from the article on Wave Three. It was or WOKY. It was next to zero, and they acknowledge that. So that's that's total that's total bullcrap. Caring enough to show vulnerability in our human side on occasion, especially when it comes to protecting our families. They. Ha- the the board members held a community event the Sunday this past Sunday and told the people in attendance they were not there to talk about the busing situation. Caring enough to be, vulnerab- be to be vulnerable and show a human side that's the opposite of that considering what had just happened. Reflecting and revising plans constantly. You are dreaming. They have, They don't reflect or revise on anything. They double down. Chris Kolb is the most stubborn son of a gun on the planet. I'm proud to be a, be a part of one of the most innovative and progressive districts in the country, and I feel fortunate to work at JCPS and have my kids attend school in such a dedicated system from the top down. I'm grateful for all the work they are doing to ensure the best possible education for all of our children this year and all years. And there you go. She's in the system. She's a teacher or whatever. And she's super defensive because she thinks she thinks that people are mad at her over the bus, over the buses. Well, we weren't. But now we do think you're an idiot. Next, bring back reside schools. I'm a 39-year teaching veteran who's retired from JCPS in the Catholic schools in Louisville. This is Linda Arnold. It lives in Go 4241. My children, grandchildren, and great-grandchildren have attended schools in both systems. While I'm very disappointed that there were many serious issues with JCPS busing last year and on the first day of school this year, I'm appalled at the vitriol expressed by so many against the school system. You're appalled by the vitriol against the school system that I was told by one teacher, the school system that last year for the entire year, Saw some first period classes have kids absent for them for ninety to ninety five percent of the of the year. Certain kids were absent for ninety to ninety five percent of the year for the first period because their buses couldn't get them there on time. And you're and you are and you're appalled. the vitriol. Shut the front door. There are threats of lawsuits, plans from the state legislature to break up the system, calls for removal of administrators, endless harangues by the media, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Lawsuits are the only, that's the only form of recourse. We live in a culture where everyone is an expert and everyone wants their individual needs met immediately and in full. I believe our superintendent and the board have tried valiantly to do just that. Listen to this. This is this is typical Democrat stuff right here. It's just not understanding the how stupid they sound. But it's an impossible task. Okay, so you are acting like the legislature's dumb for trying, for wanting to break up the system. Whenever you are saying that running the current district efficiently is an impossible task. Thank you for proving all of our points. Even though you wouldn't admit it, but you wouldn't—you'd never admit it. Reality needs to set in. We need to return to the days of children attend children attending their reside schools and parents providing transportation if they choose to send their children elsewhere. Exactly. So what? What are we talking about? What are you talking about, Linda? That's exactly what we're saying. That's exactly what Kevin is saying. That's exactly what Jason Demas is saying. That's exactly what are saying. What are you talking about? Fact of the matter is, you hate the fact that the only people making any sense in this entire world right now are conservatives. Everything the Democrats do is batshit crazy. We have a world class superintendent and can have a world and can have a world class school system if we all work together calmly, supportively and constructively. And there you go. You want to talk about some racism stuff. All always talk about calm, supportively, constructively. I've heard about vulnerability, calm messaging, communicating direct. That's all subconsciously ra- racist and prejudicial like rhetoric. Because anytime somebody like me starts talking, that has got a little redneck accent. Anytime somebody from the hood starts talking and drops a little MF or something, these same people take that as meaning that we're that we're that we're dumb and stupid, you know, or that like or and, or they won't even pay attention to what's been happening. And you're since you're not calm, you know, like I mean, a lot of times I am calm. I'm calm right now. I'm just kind of an intense. Dude, you know what I'm saying? You'll be labeled as not calm, not communicating directly. As having a lot of vitriol. As not being supportive and constructive. Right? The only people that, to old, to old Linda here and Nikki Marjon, the only people that could possibly be able to communicate direct calm, and message calmly and be supportive and constructive are the country club white liberals well again we ain't having that all right so there's that so last thing here i wanted to wanted to kind of touch on with you is why are we having this issue anyways and one thing that's, that's great about you know if, there, if there's a silver line and the the, the hit in the fan like this it is that it gets it makes people do some digging and research myself included so i'm going to be doing a at least the show I don't know if I'll do a series or not but a show on a on a series that was written by Olivia Krauth and uh what is I can't remember is it Martha something I think was her name let's see here it was Olivia Krauth and Mandy McLaren back in so it was updated in 2021 but she started in 2019 it's and it documents the like history of desegregation and busing and how it all how it all went down and how we're in the situation we are today. So in 1975, Louisville's predominantly black city school system merged with the predominantly white county schools. Courts ordered Jefferson County Public Schools to take kids to schools throughout the new district to desegregate classrooms. Nearly 97,000 students attend public schools in Louisville, around 6,500 of them, typically black and low income, leave the West End each morning to go to school as far as 20 miles away. Now listen... Twenty miles, that's a trek no matter where no matter where you're from. I'm from Eastern Kentucky and listen, tw- going twenty miles, I mean, there I'd go I would go weeks without ever without traveling twenty miles in any one direction when I was growing up down the mountains. But twenty miles here, I mean, you're talking about I mean you're talking about East End to PRP. You know, you're talking about downtown all the way out to Oldham County. For the past 45 years, black students living in the West End have carried the burden of integrating Louisville schools, being assigned to schools in predominantly white neighborhoods while their white peers only leave their neighborhoods to attend magnet schools or other programs they choose. Here's what, okay. While the county is largely divided into swaths with students attending their closest school, Louisville's West End is chopped into fragments called satellite areas. And I'm going to put this I'm going to put this up on the screen here. And I'm going to put the high school one up just because it's the, probably the one that everybody's going to be able to follow the easiest because there's only so many of them. All right, so while I'm talking, this is going to be up here. <clears throat> Those smaller pieces are tied to larger school boundaries elsewhere in Jefferson Counties. It's a as far as their satellite areas. There are some advantages. Black students often are bused to schools with more resources, experienced teachers, and less poverty. Okay, so, Jersey County School System decides how they allocate those resources. And they have done so for God knows how long. Until like this past year, there hadn't been an elementary school built in the West End for like 90 years. Democrats did that. Liberal school board members decided that. Why are there more resources, experienced teachers, and more poverty in those areas? No, they can't address poverty, obviously, but they can put their best teachers where they want to put them. They can put more resources in the schools they want to put more resources into. Diverse classroom research says, help students understand viewpoints other than their own and develop empathy. That helps both white and black children better adapt to the world around them. I, you know, I think we all agree with that. Black students tend to score higher on state tests when they attend East End schools such as Eastern and Ballard, comparable schools in the West End and South End. But they continue to score significantly lower than their peers, even at some of JCPS's most sought after schools. Maybe because of, I mean, are they just so physically exhausted because they're on the bus for hours? Academic success is heavily impacted by factors outside of a school district's control. Poverty trauma, racism. Sending a kid to resource school with lower levels of poverty can help, but cannot counteract systemic systemic issues alone. The assignment plan may have resulted in diverse schools, but the policies, procedures, and magnet and practices were never adjusted to accommodate for diversity. And whose fault again is that? If it's if it's not the fault of the last fifty years of democratically of the Democrat stronghold here in Jefferson County, then There's no then, no one's responsible for it. So, so as y'all look at the screen here, you'll see some colors and stuff here. And so, I didn't realize this until until just recently, because again, this is it's so crazy that no one would even think that this is a possible way that things are being done. In Louisville, in Jefferson County, you'll have kids if you're inside if you're basically in the, in the downtown area. So inside of Eastern Parkway, Baxter Avenue, all right, I'll, then then down to the river. There's one high school there, first of all, Shawnee, okay? But then you have kids getting bused, and they're color-coded. So you can see that, like, here you got kids that are downtown off, you know, let's say South Ninth Street here that are getting bused to Fairdale High School, then you got kids that are get that are down living on like on west on West Broadway, getting bused out to out back like out way out off Dixie Highway. I think it's like the the magnet out there would be the would be Valley High School, but they're not getting bused to the to the magnet. They're getting bused to the, to the other the the other school out there. You got kids that are getting bused from downtown off 20, around 22nd Street, all the way up to J-Town High School. You got others down here off Broadway and 22nd that are getting bused out to Eastern High School. I mean, we are talking about significant, significant drive time in your own vehicle where you only got to worry about yourself. And you could drive as fast as you want and not stop at railroad crossings. I mean, it's it's not even the, the interstate isn't even the issue with some of these trips. It's the fact that like you know, Jtown High School, it's not even really. I mean, clo- I mean, it's not even close to an interstate, really. I mean, it's a. I hate. I live in the East. I, live, I do live in the East End of Louisville. I hate going to Jtown. It takes forever to get there from from. I live out here in the North Commons area. It's a disaster. Imagine trying to get there from Twenty Second Street. 22nd Maine or whatever at uh four o'clock PM or at 7 a.m. when everybody's going to town to go to work. Only the black kids are being asked to do that. Are being made to do that. Now, yes, there are there's some choice to go to some other but like specifically elementary schools. What's sad about this is school choices that matter. There's no schools for them to choose to go closer. I think there's one now that opened this year. But, again, like, you've got a, a many, many kids in there. They can't all go to that one school, not one elementary school. So even though we're still under a school choice plan, and I, I, before I was looking at an older map for 2019, this one right here, this is updated. So you've got kids in the downtown area that are repping Faraday High School uh, football jerseys. Jayton High School football jerseys, Fern Creek, Eastern, Wagner, I mean, ba- Ballard. I mean, it makes – it's crazy. And so this whole thing that they're talking about letting them go, uh, letting them go to school close to where they live, in 2018, Representative Kevin Bratcher, a buddy of mine, was – I mean, you'd have thought he was George Wallace not, try, not letting black kids walk into the school building. Because that, that, that's how they acted when he said that kids should be able to go to their neighborhood schools. Now I will say this: This is where I think I come into the picture for some of these Republicans is they don't they just don't know what needs what how they need to message things to people. The message should it should have been like, "Hey, we know you ain't got no schools down there. We want you to be able to go to, your, to that school, and we're going to we're going to specify and mandate that X amount of dollars in the budget." That we allocate gps is, is spent towards building a brand new school there it can't be put towards dei and sel and all that bull crap all right but then there's other things in j in in jeff in jeff county public schools that to me that's just that's just absolutely asinine okay so this i i'm gonna give you a little this history of desegregation here in louisville so obviously they, they Back in the day, in the 70s, they were making them, they were having to integrate schools, desegregate. Well, basically, they just said that certain kids from certain zip codes had to be getting, had to be going into predominantly black areas. But like, it didn't, nothing, it wasn't, so it it was like certain schools had to be at least 15% or 50% black, I believe. Um, but then, in two thousand, the Supreme Court ruling said so they they couldn't use race only admissions, all that kind of stuff. And so, there's these things called magnet schools in in Louisville, where it's like hyper specialized schools. They have entry a, a, academic entry requirements, and then like acad- like sustained academic requirements that you can get kicked out. They have disciplinary re- re- restrictions requirements, and they're the only schools where this is the case. Well. In this article that I'm gonna cover here, uh, hopefully in the, in the next couple of days. At once upon a time, back in like the 70s, this school was was like 52% black. Or I'm sorry, it was 52% white, I believe. Well, it was like then systematically, over the, over, it was like each decade, it would increase 10, 12%. Well, now there's some of these magnet schools that, yes, they're in predominantly black areas. I mean, in some areas where it's 90% black, but the school itself is 90 plus percent white. But it's still considered a diversity win because it's in a black neighborhood, even though there's no black people in the school. So basically, talking about systemic racism here, and this is one thing I'm always preaching. Can't judge a book, book by its cover. I don't know if this is how it was originally intended, but basically they've turned into a way for uh, super white, Actual racist people from having to allow their, from having to make, like, make their kid go to school with black kids from the hood. Kind of call some of the same rich, white, liberal people that are, that are progressive or whatever, until like five years ago were members of country clubs that didn't allow black people to be members or women to be members. I mean, you can't make this kind of stuff up, but it's because people, we as people are, we're dumb and we don't do any research. We won't look into anything. So, and then we also have these magnets. Look, we have one magnet here in Louisville that has an like an aeronautical program teaching you how to be a pilot. We have one school that has a single digit. Grade level reading percentage, but we have a magnet school that teaches you how to fly a damn plane. That is stupid. And yes, I know people are like, "Well, I think my my son had it was was great for him. It may have been." It's public schools. Public schools ain't we? They're not there to teach you how to be a pilot. That's homeschool like I do. Arts, artsy stuff, painter, want to be a, paint, a painter or a photographer or whatever. Like, we ain't teaching kids to read here. Moral of the story is this JCPS is an absolute disaster. They're not taking care of their people. They're not taking care of their bus drivers. they not taking care of their teachers. And their damn not taking care of, their, taking care of their, their students. They're getting $2 billion a year. $2 billion. Now asking for more, saying they were short the of hundred four million in transportation fact of the matter is it's too big, it needs to be broken up, and more importantly, parents need to be given actual choice of what they want to do with their child's education Now, I will be pushing for legislation this coming session to literally let people get vouchers to educate their child any way they want. Yes, I mean homeschool. Yes, I mean private school. I mean Christian school. Yes, I mean, it may, it may lead to, a, there may be a Hindu school that is set up that it's like, yes, it means those things. It may mean an Islamic school. I think we've learned over the past 25 years that like, at least here in America, they're like, Muslims aren't the boogeyman. Culturally, we can know it's like we deal with that kind of stuff outside. But if you want, if this is what we want, it's what we want. We either trust parents or we don't. I've had people say, "Well, people, I don't want people to put the money up their nose." Well, then you don't believe in school choice. I mean, unless they're homeschooling, they're not going to be able to take go to the go to the go to Kroger and. Put it to put this voucher in ATM and get out cash, but listen, people. If we gave every parent ten thousand dollars in Louisville to send their kid to the school of their choice, we would still be saving the taxpayer over ten thousand dollars a year per student. Still, so even if you are afraid they're going to put that up their nose, first of all, shit can't get any worse because kids, less than one in five kids can do can read at grade level and do math do math at grade level. Less than one in five or. One in five, like right at it. I think it's 18%. So it can't get any worse. And number two, regardless, it's going to be a savings overall. From From a taxpayer standpoint, it's going to be saving money. All right, the other thing I'm going to be pushing for is I want homeschool kids to be able to participate in public school extracurricular activities. Public schools, y'all, Marty Pell, you better jump on board with that because that's be, one way where at least you can, you can guarantee you get some money to be able to maintain your gyms and your football fields and all that. that that's the other crime shame and all this stuff is how much money that's getting dumped into athletics. And I'm a huge sports advocate, but the money's getting dumped into athletics while we got some schools like Shawnee where kids don't even have textbooks and don't even get – they're having to borrow jerseys to play football. It's a it's a damn shame. But I want kids to be able to I want kids to be able to play at the school that they would be sent to. That way it's, it's not they're not held hostage to the public school system because they wanna they wanna participate in nation activities. So I said, long story short, JPS JCPS is a mess. It 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 is. J C P S is a systemically racist institution and it has been ran by democrats for 50 years if, if there is a systemically raised institution on planet earth it is Pierce county public school system the department of education state and federal okay and listen that's nothing new teachers the new bus drivers janitors the system i'm interested to know what, what you think about uh, my take on all this stuff Hope you uh hope it was good information for you. If I've if I got if I've gotten anything wrong or whatever, shoot me a shoot me an email, John at waytomuchmedia.com. Find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all at Way W Y, the number two, M-U-C-H, way too Much, and then J-R-M-C, M Cause my name is John Ross Mars Cox. Thanks for listening and have a good rest of your day.